0: Hello, and welcome to the R2DP Road to Discovery podcast, ending the stigma of weight loss surgery with Steph, a.k.a. Bariatric Warrior. Bex, a.k.a. Becoming Bex. Nicole, a.k.a. Spooky BSG
1: Barbie. And Cass, yes, a.k.a. Queen Sparkle
0: Steve. We are here to talk about everything weight loss surgery related, the good, the bad, and the ugly to end the stigma. So come join us on this road to discovery. Hello, hello. Welcome, R2GB family. We have here on this podcast Jack, Jay-Z, and Rob is joining us as well as Rick Bex. Rob. Yay! <laughs> Hi everybody. And h- how has it been a little over three months already since surgery? what
2: I'm just flying by <laughs> I
3: can't believe it it feels like yesterday but so much better than yesterday
0: <laughs> right uh, anyways and I know Jack you you got to meet Rob in person recently
3: I absolutely did it was a dream come true
4: you, you need better sleep aids, Jack. I will tell yeah. you that. But I, I was very happy to meet you and every all the members of the Our Sleep Life Podcast community. It was a great event. Uh, and it, it just, it warmed my heart to see so many people who were in the same room who had decided to change their lives for the better. And were really just there to connect and make sure that they knew they weren't alone. So, when I started on this journey, the idea of anything like that wasn't even out there. So to to see where it's going and as it continues to grow has been just something very heartwarming for me.
0: Definitely. Awesome. And Jack, well, that was for, your for me, first, right? Your first outing? Yeah. yeah.
4: So it was my
3: first post-surgery outing meeting people. Um, and, you know, nothing against you, Steph, or Bex, but it was the first time that I was actually at an event where there was other men in the very community and so i told you it, i
1: cried my husband said no i <laughs> i cried
3: oh uh, yeah it was, it was amazing that um you know it's always a different experience when you finally meet people who you've been speaking to online in person and i know um, some of you have had that experience but also just connecting with people that understand the process you've been through is something that just feels good
1: yeah yeah i've I've met Steph and I've met Rob, which was exciting yeah it's always nice to meet the meet those people in person who really get it it's it is a whole different situation than just like hanging out with your regular friends who just don't understand all those struggles um yeah it's just it's totally a different experience.
2: How many guys showed up boys for that event? Was was it seven, eight,
1: Rob?
3: Oh wow!
4: That's the most. That's the most dudes I've been in a room with in the bariatric community. To be honest with <laughs> you, we, oh that's no, awesome. see, in all seriousness, we almost did. I think ten. I'm doing. Hold up. This is why my weight is history, not math. I'll do the math in my head. You guys talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> I can figure this out.
2: <laughs> yeah, you you boys were the only ones I saw in the pictures. So they. Must well, have then been there were now. there was
0: other Rob. And then
2: oh oh yes yes yeah there, and then D was there
3: um, oh yeah D. one of Rob's neighbors was there who had surgery many many years ago and who's maintained an over hundred weight loss wow um, and um, some husbands came I think um which was also
1: just That's nice seeing other people or who were just being supportive.
3: I think support, but Rob might Rob might know more. Oh um, there was
4: there's only one husband and then I have by my calculations three, six, seven, yeah, we had ten. Ten dudes. Wow. So yeah. ten dudes and then two husbands who supported. So there were twelve. And you know, for a group of forty to get twenty five percent, that's probably the highest amount. That, I that that might almost be bariatric society of, of men. You right. Know, we yeah. had twelve. So yeah. it it was, it was great. It was good to see. Um you know jack got to meet tony uh who's a friend of mine and he he's 20 years out from surgery and still holding over 100 pound weight loss like jack said and uh he'll tell you there was no community when he went he literally Jack, did you hear this story about tony might have he went for he went to his primary care physician and recommended he should go see uh, bariatric surgeon and then when he went to see the bariatric surgeon the bariatric surgeon was like well technically i'm an on- oncologist who just switched fields but i'm used oh. to removing <laughs> things and put them in uh so yeah uh, he literally just was like things, "I things can... let me remove your organs yeah and was pretty what? much like look i can get you i can get you in it was 20 years ago think oh about that. He was literally you know i tone is a, such a great guy and he he's got such a fun story to tell but he was on the cutting edge of all this, and they literally no liquid diet before, uh, <gasps> no soft foods before. It was literally like, "Don't eat at midnight." And by the way, they did the surgery and just let him out into the wild for the mm-hmm. next twenty years. So,
1: I mean, oh, wow. real. Most of us were in that same position. We were given surgery and then like a piece of paper, and then like or a binder. I- <laughs> yeah, but yeah. At, least,
4: at least you got a oh. piece of paper. The only he, I don't even <laughs> think they gave him toilet paper. They, <laughs> you you are free you are a bariatric man now go in peace and uh he, he really did a lot of trial and error and he, he's a fun person to talk to but he was so happy to see the community that was out there and he, it's fun just seeing uh you know what what's being built and how we're all developing to make sure that people feel that it's okay and finding a way to navigate it. definitely
2: so, always a fun I bet time. they didn't even use laparoscopic surgery then i bet he they filleted him they gutted him yeah
4: oh
0: my gosh
2: yeah, I'm out on that. Yeah, I hope Tony doesn't mind. I'm giving out like his
4: medical records. All <laughs> <basically>. <laughs> this all comes out in editing, right? <laughs> oh no, it's re it's just there's
0: raw. no, editing. There's, it's no just, editing. there's no editing. <laughs> there's no editing. Are
1: you kidding me? You don't have the budget
4: for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's sort of the tricky part comes in, so
0: <laughs> or or as Rob would say, um, I don't get paid for this. <laughs>
3: I, I
4: literally don't, <laughs> you know.
3: So. Oh.
0: Except for those
4: awesome noodles, right? Those noodles. Yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got a couple pasta things and everything else. Uh, you know, you I get, get paid in pasta these days. Get nice. the fuck
3: out of here! Are you kidding me? There's an actual
4: <laughs> promo code? There's, a no, there's, there's no promo code. They just send, they send me free stuff. So I'm not even going to mention their name on here until I get the full check. Okay. you know. But, <laughs> but in true fashion, I was telling Jack, like I, I still have an off-brand water bottle. And uh, I went on like a 50-minute rant on essentially like, look, I have the budget for Costco uh, clothes. So when we were changing, uh, you know, you you go through bariatric surgery, you start dropping sizes. I bought the same gray sweat t-shirt and black pair of shorts for the entire 2020, 2021 years.
2: And that's pretty much what I lived in. So
4: yeah, I got that going for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Have you had to buy new clothes yet, Jack? It
3: is kind of crazy but i have gone from a 4xl pants from old navy to a large um and it's still crazy i like i'm ready to buy more pants right now but i don't want to because i would like to lose 20 more pounds um, and so yeah the the shirts it's like i can't keep up which is a great feeling right like you guys can relate it's a great um great
2: so I, it's cold, super cold here in, in Salt Lake. So it's been hoodie weather for the past four months. So I've just been rocking the hoodies. That's been good. You can still shrink your tum-tum and fit in the same hoodie and not look too weird. Where it goes a little sideways on me is like the slacks or khakis or chinos or whatever. I got uh pancake ass happening. I got <laughs> floppy, bu- <laughs> floppy button syndrome. Sitting down in chairs is a whole new problem.
0: Does your tailbone hurt yet?
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's when I, like, can hold out the side of my pants and look all the way down to my ankles, it's just bananas. But I'm going to hang on until summer before I go get new pants.
1: See, like, you guys just got to tighten up the belt, you know? Like, with our (laughs) high-waisted pants, if you put a belt on there, the belt's, like, in the center of your stomach you can't you it it just doesn't work it just doesn't work it, you guys can just tighten that belt right down so my husband does he doesn't buy new stuff he just loses weight gains weight whatever and just tightens or loosens that belt wears, it's,
2: it seems it. like it would work like that but then your legs just look like either a genie or mc hammer it's problematic <laughs>
4: It's still even three, you know, it's kind of crazy. Even three years out, it's still tricky to buy pants uh, because, like, my waist right now is super small. My thighs uh, is where I carry a lot of my loose skin and a lot of uh, my muscle. So it's like I, I have trouble finding a waist that has the thighs and uh, can handle the backside as well.
2: So mm-hmm. it's, still, it's still a guessing game uh, for a lot of us. Yeah, At least you still have a backside Rob. I'm telling you, dude, like you don't hit a bump from behind until you get to the round part of my head anymore. It's, there's nothing. (laughs)
4: Gotta get the squat rack, my man. That'll take care of it for you.
2: I am. I am.
1: Rob's in bulk though. I mean, just give him some, give
4: them some time. You guys will get there, you know? Yeah. it's And it's important, you know, it's, it's a long process. It's been three years for me. I'm still learning, growing and developing and you know, it, it, it's part of that process that you have to understand is that this is a life changing surgery, and it's very important that you do change your life after the surgery. Yep. So it, it's awesome seeing the two of you and what you're doing. And uh, I'm excited to see these next couple uh months, years, and how, how you show up in this community. So I'm happy to see more guys
2: doing what you're doing. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
0: How has the past <laughs> month gone for you guys?
2: Go ahead, Jack.
3: Since we last crazy Hold well, on I don't remember if I talked about it, but I feel like I tell everybody I could not eat eggs. It was the worst feeling in the world because I lived off of egg cups. And finally I'm three weeks strong right now of successfully eating eggs.
2: Woo-hoo! I feel like
3: a new man. It's my protein, it's my easy meal prep. Um, but other than that, I feel like month three was so much better obviously it makes sense I'm progressing along but um I still have days where hydration is my worst enemy I just forget even though I have a hydrate spark code jack something not yet right uh, couldn't <laughs> tell
0: you I don't I
3: don't have a water bottle thing I barely um, have
4: a, I don't even have a little I
0: think I think OSLP so. has a, a code for that <laughs>
3: um so you know so liquids is still hard um and I feel it um I don't know about Jay-Z or you Steph but um you know just when I don't get enough fluids I just feel like complete crap at the end of the day um
1: I feel like that's the craziest part about surgery is before surgery we could all go like three days with only drinking coke no problems your body would be like this is fine this is normal and then after surgery suddenly if you if you're not hitting your minimum sixty-four ounces, you feel like shit. And I, I don't know what, like, what, what happened? What changed that process in our body? Your stomach so- got
0: real small.
1: So like, so like I could, <laughs> like I said, I could drink like six diet cokes in a day with all that caffeine plus coffee, and my body would be like, this is fine, this is normal. But oh, now yeah. I don't hit my water, water, no caffeine, water goals. I'm fucked. Like the, the not just that day, but the next day, and maybe even two days after, it's like you have a hangover and it takes you all to catch up. Like, I don't know what I need. I need like science. Come on, Steph, you're the nurse. Tell me I need the science.
0: Don't ask the person who basically feels like that all the time, not because she wants to. <laughs> well,
4: well, I will say, uh, you know, with, with as much science background as I have, uh, which is none, um, but. Uh, you know, I got that going for me, but I, I will say that the body's very adaptable and it's one of those things that, uh, you know, you, you look at it, your body got very used to drinking maybe three days straight of Coke and it didn't feel but your body will adapt to whatever you allow it to do and build into that. So That's true. You're working... after 10 years of that, my body's like, this is normal. <laughs> exactly. So it, it's one of those things that right now I hit about 220 ounces of water a day uh yes so I, I, hit nice.
1: one, I hit one forty I'm peeing every twenty minutes
4: oh. what do you th- what do you think i'm doing now you, you <laughs> know, <laughs> he, he, he has okay. a catheter <laughs> in <laughs> That's this is brought to you me? by depends right. no, it's um
0: <laughs> code it Rob's.
4: It's amazing how, as you get older, the, the fun phrase used to be, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning, but it's so true. Um, you know, if you really want to hit your water goals or you want to hit your protein or any goal, you have to be very intentional with your time and your efforts. And that means, you know, you wake up early and you start hitting your goal often. And if you chip away at it slowly and surely, you get to about seven to eight o'clock, you realize you've had 200 ounces of water and, uh, you know, the body will take care of itself after that. So...
0: Do you drink? If plain? I run off
4: screen, just what's that now?
0: Do you drink plain water, or do you like? Do you mix something into it?
4: I I use a couple concoctions to get it through the day, but mm. yeah, uh, long long, water short. It really is just water, though. There's yeah. nothing really
2: extra added to it. It doesn't. Yeah, I I agree, Jack. Like, I think I've been fortunate. I've been on steak and eggs since about week five the end of week five so I haven't had any problem with that where I tend to run into problems now is if I veer away from my plan at all or like today I was out late doing sports stuff with the kids last night and then it was daylight saving so I woke up late and it's like I don't have enough hours left to appropriately stick to my schedule I have to modify and so I end up short on water or short on protein Um, if I have to choose, I tend to go, uh, short on protein and I'll try to get the water and leave the protein out. But I just, I'm working out so hard and so consistently at the gym, um, as Bex talked about her hangover the next day from no water, I have a protein hangover the next day where I feel kind of weak and sketch. And so I really have to stay on a super regimented program for my water and protein and, I'm only shooting for 96. I don't know how these guys are getting the water they're getting.
1: Yeah. 140 ounces and 130 to 180 ounces of protein, depending on the day. But I'm two years out. Rob is three years out. (laughs) Like we're in different positions. Our stomachs have stretched. Our stomachs are, can hold much more per meal than you guys can. You guys are like, you know, Four or five bites deep of a protein source, and you're you're tapped, you know, and you gotta wait.
2: Those were the days, though. I know. Really, I don't know. What do you? How many ounces are you eating, Jack? I'm six ounces per meal. Yeah, I'm 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 maybe six or seven.
1: (laughs) And Rob's like twelve times that. (laughs)
4: uh, I'm pretty close. I have seven ounces of protein just
2: to start off the meal. Oh my.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm 10 to 12 ounces of food, depending on the day. It depends on the, I don't know about Rob, but it depends on the type of food. Like if it's more pureed or more, like softer foods, I can fit more in if it's really dense, thick foods. Like if I eat steak,
4: mm
2: -mm,
1: I'm tapped after, you know, three or four ounces of steak because that's so dense
4: but bex what i love about delicious and what i love about what you're saying though is depending on what you eat you can hit your calories however you want to do it and that's that's a pro and that's a con um i think a lot of the times uh people think that they've lost their pouch restriction when in reality they're just eating a lot more nutrient-dense foods. And a lot of the time those nutrient-dense foods can uh, also be slider foods or just not the healthiest choices. And I was one of them. I spent a year thinking I had lost the ability of my pouch and then it realized because of my diet and what I wasn't putting in my body, uh, that it happened and it, then it realizes like i'm eating three times the amount i thought i could but because it is whole Foods, i'm able to do it so yeah. it just it shows the importance of getting intentional about building the habits that you both are building right now but also continuing them and educating yourself and putting the right things in when those times come
0: i did yeah. just so- hit 70 ounces but it took me 12 hours
1: hey
4: <laughs> but yeah, i did good. it
3: <laughs>
1: that's, great.
4: that's great you hit it
2: stephanie
3: yeah you hit it
2: so I mean, be-
1: that's
2: the most you've done in a while so yeah bex and Rob like at when you were at three months out um how much weight do you feel like you were still losing per week? So not can tell you no
1: I, I was two to four pounds but it, I, every single person is so different mm-hmm. and they keep in mind I'm gonna be different than Rob I'm a girl. Yeah different I'm, my hormones are different I lose weight different you know than than a guy does so I mean yeah. if Rob doesn't remember then it clearly it's not important that's the key piece there too
4: the, the funny part is I could probably go in through my tracker and see what I lost and did everything Um, I think three months out, it's just so much more important that you're building the healthy habits and behaviors and that you're working your steps that your medical provider has given you. And I really took the mentality of if I do everything right and I just keep doing it consistently day in and day out, I'm going to get the results I want. So, you know, there, there's going to be weeks where I, I think at three months I ate a Whopper one week, uh, and I lost five pounds. But then there's another week where I ate, you know, diet chicken and, uh, you know, half a boiled air. And gotcha. I <laughs> sold for like two weeks. And it, it's going to happen. And, it, it's, and I'm not saying that the Whopper made me lose five pounds. If it did, you know, we'd all be lined up around Burger King. And it's not like the diet air caused me to get big. I think the important thing is if you're consistently doing the right habits and routines and you consistently work them and you stay intentional about what you're putting in your body, you're going to get the results that you want. It's going to take time, but you you can get the results that you want if you just consistently apply it. So just keep working the steps and you'll be fine.
2: My weight loss has significantly dropped off since I started hitting the gym really hard. I'm like, huge, huge, Jay-Z, me too. Yeah, I'm like one pound a week for the past four weeks, probably five weeks. And I've been going to the gym for seven weeks. For the past five weeks, I'm lucky to get a pound a week. But like, I'm slaying it in the gym where I thought that I would just be maintaining mass or even uh, like having to reduce weight. I'm actually like putting extra plates on, like I'm still growing. still growing muscle and not losing any muscle mass and so i'm actually okay with the one pound a week as long as i'm not losing a ton of muscle mass i
1: mean keep in mind are you losing inches
2: yeah i'm crazy dude yeah Yeah.
1: and that's that's the fat loss that's that's not muscle loss necessarily that's that's the fat loss so if you're staying the same if you're you know still up in your weights in the gym that, you know, that very slow loss is because you're in the gym. I bet you, this is always drives me bonkers is when I'm hitting the gym consistently, my weight goes up about five pounds and then it just stays there if I'm hitting the gym. Cause, and all of that is water weight. Cause our muscles hang onto water when we, when we lift weights, um, and when we exercise consistently. And as soon as I stop going to the gym, I lose five pounds and then that messes with my head and I get so pissed off because I'm like when I'm in the gym I feel better I look better I you know I see all these strength gains and like better quality of life all those things and when I don't go to the gym my mental health suffers but the fucking scale goes down and that makes me upset (laughs) but that's why like, I often talk about it, I know Rob has talked about it, like the scale, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And as long as you're being consistent and doing what you need to do, you're gonna hit those goals. And the scale, yeah. who gives a shit what that thing says? It's just, just your relation to gravity. It's, it has no, no reflection on how much weight you can lift, how you're doing in the gym how you can play with your kids and be active and do the things that you want it has no reflection on that
2: i actually really like that i don't like that it slowed down of course i'd love to lose 10 pounds in a week but i like that it's consistent because it's anomalies that drive me crazy it's the random stall for no reason or like the huge five pound flush i'm like what the shit is this but when it's really consistent like that like i'm consistently in the gym i eat consistent food drink consistent water then i lose that one pound a week consistently i'm like oh this nothing is out, like out of the mean nothing's out of the norm and i i'm all about that but jack you said you're you're not losing as much since you went back to the gym either
3: it i'm the complete opposite jay-z of you in the sense that you are consistently i'm all over the place as far as the scale goes um but it oh, really? just like bex was saying it, it's so weird if i if I take two days in a row off at the gym, I eat something stupid on a Saturday, which for me, stupid is just, you know, an extra carb because I really keep track of the macros. But, um, you know, I'll see a, a three pound drop and I haven't even gone to the bathroom yet that day. So it's just like, you know, what
1: the fuck? still,
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like. Um, and I think we might have talked about it on the last podcast. I am so much hungrier the days I do go to the gym, mm-hmm. uh, and so I've been I've been playing around with only doing four days a week instead of five. Um, and then I went a couple weeks seven days, which was not fun either. Um, oh, so it, it's a it's a learning curve for sure. That's gross,
2: buddy. That's gross. I Who wants to go to the gym five days, seven days a week? <laughs> so I found a new project to get on Rob. my indies yeah <laughs> What's that?
4: well no and, and i i'd like to talk on all this uh that i've so heard fun. of uh you know that there's a lot there um you you want to make sure that you build uh going back to the scale is it's all about consistency so if you're consistently hitting the same water uh whether you go to the gym or it's not it kind of does help eliminate water fluctuations when you get on the scale. Uh, I always recommend having a body fat scale, uh, and you don't have to get the super fancy like eight hundred dollar one. Uh, and I don't have a promo they for any of these. Don't work either,
0: though. Yeah, they're not- very off. Go get a DEXA scan, or a body scan, or a TANITA scan.
4: He- hear me out, Steph. So, <laughs> even, like, and let's just <laughs> let's just talk about this. If the body fat scan is consistently wrong, it's still consistently the same number you're measuring. I
0: mean, that is true.
4: So hear me out. Even if it says, like, take a percentage, like 18%, and we say I hit consistently at 18%, well, that's still a number. Well, if your weight is fluctuating up and down, but you're holding that, that shows a different factor than anything else. So, yeah, it may not actually be 18%, but that is a constant point of measurement so Mm -hmm. you know like you have to keep that in mind with it and when you do hydrate (laughs) yeah it's but it's one of those of when you consistently build and you consistently fuel each day it is going to allow so that you don't get as hungry but especially early on for people who are starting with doing um, weightlifting programs or getting into weightlifting uh, it's really important to understand a couple key things of making sure your hydration's right uh, making sure that you know In true man fashion, I will be the first to tell you, I used to be a more is better. And that meant if three days at the gym was better, then I'm going to go five days. And then if I hit a stall, it's like, well, obviously I need to do more. Let me go up to seven. Uh, I'm actually down to four. So it's finding consistent, small ways to build habits and routines and do it at a lesser level. That's actually going to help you gauge your numbers and check everything. Sorry, I know I just like ranted for like five minutes. You're allowed. And this was my
2: last invite on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack, do you think that what Rob just said about your water being different from your workout days might be accounting for some of your your uh, variable weight loss?
3: Yeah, it's it's interesting because I do have the skill Rob's talking about um, and that definitely helps. I also uh, recently talked about and I, I think you and I talked about it, Jay I um, The I do this photo body scan. Where oh yeah, with that app. app. Yeah, yeah the app. Um, and the naked so skin. the naked skin, exactly. <laughs> um, and that consistently shows me that I'm down inches. So I've I've learned to control my brain as far as the scale um but it's it's hard in the beginning um you're stuck in this diet culture that we all experienced and so um for me i still can't go a day without getting on the scale um and that i think is going to be my goal in the next month or two is to actually don't get on the scale um and we'll see where that goes i know jay-z shaking has said he can't do
2: it good um, luck brother i'm down to twice a week though Three times week. Oh. I'm usually Tuesdays and Fridays. I, I, I'm, I'm usually on for those days, but uh, I don't think I can cut it back any more than that right now. I just couldn't do it. I
1: think I went into it at once a week and just said, that's it because I definitely could have seen myself becoming obsessive and wanting to weigh every single day. And then those, those daily fluctuations would have driven me bonkers. You know, um, I mean, we've, we've kind of talked, I think a little bit in, in previous ones about like the differences between like, um, the diet culture that men go through and the diet culture that women go through. And so we know that it's a little bit different. And then for, for us, the scale depicts our worth, 120 million percent for women. And knowing that I went into this with that intentional, I will not be weighing myself more than once a week. And I will not be putting more emphasis on that scale than there needs to be. And honestly, I feel like that has helped in transitioning into maintenance mode. Because now, like, I go three, four weeks without being on the scale. I'm like, oh, I should probably weigh myself and make sure that I'm still around the same five pounds or so that I was previously. And then I do that. And I'm like, great. Okay. And I walk along and I forget to weigh myself for a while. And honestly, there's a lot of freedom, a lot of freedom in that.
2: That's awesome I uh, also you rob like how much are you tracking right now during your book
4: i track every day um i think i think what's important is you find what's healthy for you and i i love that beck's uh i know it's like beck will do like her long point and i'm like here's the counter on the last three. <laughs> uh, it's okay i do it to steph on the scale thing but it, it's finding what works and what's healthy for you i think is important for me, I wake up every morning at 4.45 and I hop on the scale and I check my bank account every day. I know I've got money in the bank. I know my weight's exactly where I want it to be. But for me, it that does help that I keep a same rhythm and routine that I don't get too far away from it. But I also don't get too hell-bent on it. Uh, as I fuel it properly and as I've really dialed in my nutrition these last four or five months, Uh, It's really helped me that I've had less fluctuations because I've made such a consistency in other aspects of what I'm doing that I actually find freedom through discipline, that because I'm doing so many things on such a regiment or a control or a consistent basis it does allow, like, I went I went away in the mountains this weekend. Uh, I didn't hop on a scale. I ate Kentucky Fried Chicken four times. Um, <laughs> literally, I had it Friday for dinner. Uh, I had it for breakfast. I had it for lunch. And then I had it again for breakfast this morning. You know, when, when you keep a routine that you're healthy and happy with, when you come off it for a couple days, I know I can get right back on and I didn't scramble when I got home today to get on the scale and I know it's going to be up tomorrow and that's totally fine because I'm back in routine tomorrow but Mm -hmm. I'm not going to the Pocono I'm not spending a weekend with my friends up in a cabin that often Uh, I'm not getting a chance to just be present with my wife and a bunch of couples that I really love so it's finding when the time is right and what's right for you that makes a healthy and happy choice
2: I agree I agree, but I sure do like the body fat scale, even though it's yeah. wrong. I, mean, I know it's consistently wrong. So I'm from a science background, so yeah, I I agree with your your uh, philosophy there. A, a <laughs> clock is right twice a day, even if it doesn't work right. And so, yeah. even if that scale is inconsistent in- inaccurate, as long as it's consistently inaccurate, you have but something I think to that- measure.
4: And I think that's one of those things. Like you know, we we can sometimes overcomplicate things, but it's also important to remember. Like I'm outright on a budget. Like I am still using an off-brand water bottle with everything. So, you know, it, it's finding what works for you. And for me, it's when people kind of ask me what's the secret sauce. It's really you know, it's a tw- it's a twenty dollar scale. It's an $8 water bottle, but it's consistently applying, filling my cup and drinking every morning. And it's consistently applying, getting on the scale for me every day that helps me get my results. And it's it's one of those that, you know, you got to find what's right for you. It took me three years to get to this point. And you're not going to be there tomorrow. You're moving in the right direction. But it's important that everyone remembers that it's part of the process and the more you can eliminate the learning curve, you know, you just listen and learn and do what you can.
2: I think the other part of the secret sauce, I mean, Jack's been uber successful between his weight loss beforehand and then his surgery. I just wondered, Jack, do you, do you live with anybody there? Do you have a partner that lives with you? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I have my family here. I think, at least 50%, if not more of the success that I've been able to have is attributed to my wife. She is such a badass. Instead of making, I don't know, like pasta with sausage and things like that, she'll make it with grilled chicken, but leave the chicken on the side. Or if we have uh, burgers, she'll buy extra lean meat and then just make a patty with cheese on the side kind of regulate the barbecue seasonings that go in it so there's not as much sugar. Like she helps me every single day just by doing what she normally does. I don't I think that I would have a lot of days where I'm kinda like looking around trying to figure out what the hell to do if she wasn't there just doing what she does, taking care of the family. She's just made like minor adjustments to help take care of me as well. So I'm feeling pretty fortunate.
1: Yeah. Having that support system is so key. My husband, you know, didn't have surgery, but lost 40 pounds after I had mine. Just basically because we stopped eating out four or five times a week. We stopped eating crap, you know, I mean, not to say we don't still order pizza sometimes on a weekend, or we don't sometimes go out and Get burritos but or like, eat a
0: donut that looks like the shape of a dick <laughs> i saw
2: that <laughs> I, I did see that i'm pretty was... sure that
0: night
2: uh, granted i will admit that i
1: was drunk for most of that night um i ate most of that donut <laughs> i wife.
0: had one bite and she ate the rest <laughs> yeah i left
1: you a ball okay.
0: <laughs> i didn't eat but, the ball <laughs> but the point
1: is is, yeah, having that supportive system or the other person in your family or if you do have kids, you know, making those slight changes even for them so that they can see that, you know, there are healthier ways to do things, healthier things to eat, um, more nutrient-dense. It's not that you can't have the things that you want to eat. It's just that we don't eat them all the time anymore. We eat them on occasion, whereas yeah. we used to eat them every single day. <laughs>
2: I agree. It's not like a battle. It's it's so smooth in my house. And then, like, my wife cleared a little section in the pantry for me um, that's just Jay-Z's foods. And so I have, like, some cans, some tuna, some chicken, some pork rinds, maybe some chili. And then if there is something, like, she's going to make stroganoff, right? And I'm like, ah, I don't want the pasta.
0: There's Rob's stash. stash.
2: Yeah, then there's dad's stash right there and I can just go get into it, you know? Mm-hmm. So no one else in the house is suffering because of me either.
0: Yeah. I no, live I alone, to... so my shit's just there. <laughs> I don't have to deal with anyone
1: else. <laughs> and then I run into the problem of my husband refuses to eat my food because he's like, in his brain, oh, that's this food? I can't touch it. But then all of the vegetables, I can't eat all of them. So I throw out... At least fifty percent of the vegetables, because I can't buy like half the vegetables. They, you know, if you buy like a, a thing of celery, it comes, it's that big, but mm-hmm. I can only eat this much in a week because there's only so much raw veggies my guts can handle, you know. And then the rest of it, like by the time we hit week two or three, and if he hasn't touched it, and I'm sick of it, like I have so I have an unbelievable amount of food waste, and that's the only thing that bothers me. So I I don't buy. As much like fresh veggies and fruit as I should or as I want to because my, unfortunately, my partner, he eats like a toddler. He eats, uh, you know.
0: In the beginning, I was like chicken that. Nuggets. Chicken and,
1: nuggets and uh, and fries, which is, there's nothing wrong with that it, except when you eat it three days a week.
0: Yeah, in the beginning, I was very sad to waste food, but yeah. but now I'm just like, I don't need this. I dump it in the trash.
1: Yeah. Get it, get it. You
3: know, veggies is one of those things that, I, I mean, Jay-Z, I don't know about you, but we're still so new that I'd rather get my protein in than, you know, I enjoy a good piece of broccoli, but it's just one of those things where I don't have enough room still to enjoy all
2: of the food groups at the moment.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, I'm doing like 90-10 jack. On a maybe yeah. 85, 15, just, just for that exact reason. But, I mean, I really like veggies. And we yeah, always cool. have veggies at the house. And so, I'll, I'll usually get, like, a Brussels sprout or a asparagus or two. You or
0: are one like of the first men that I've heard say that they liked veggies. Right. <laughs> just saying.
2: <laughs> Rob likes veggies.
0: I know that's a lot, lot of men, and literally all of them hate vegetables. And I'm like, what to-? I-
4: I love vegetables
0: I'm glad I'm yeah. glad both of you love vegetables
4: <laughs> yeah it, it's one of those that like the more you diversify your portfolio and get everything on there the the better you're gonna do and it's one of those things that I love when we talk about support it is incorporating the people you love around there um I cook dinner every night in our household but it's also one of i I've scaled down the portions of compared to when I used to cook when I was three hundred and sixty five pounds and it's one of those that it's the reason i have a giant freezer behind me when i you know make chili i i keep enough out for one serving for dinner for us but then i'll portion it out and put it in there so that if i did go away all weekend i didn't meal prep this weekend so i'm going to be living off my freezer stashes and it's it's a way that makes it work without having to make waste and when it comes to fresh produce like it, it just it is what it is you know you Maybe you buy half the bananas, but like it, it's also just finding ways to use it and incorporate it down. And at three months out, like you, you don't have, the fruit. but
0: I need someone know, I, to I always
4: find it comical when people say like, I, I have trouble fitting vegetables in the, in their meal, but it's like, ah, but you got like six Oreos. in, Right. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, there's room. It, it's all about choices, but there, and there's times and places for each one of those choices, but you know, it, they are ultimately your choices, and learning what and why you're making those choices are just as important as to how you're making. Them.
0: I need someone to make a berry grocery store where you can just buy everything tiny.
4: You don't go to Aldi.
0: We don't have an Aldi here.
4: Don't have like a fresh. You don't yeah. have a fresh produce stand.
0: No, we you have like farm. Like okay, we have farmers markets, store? but farmers markets are like over an hour away, and. But,
4: but- Hold up. Where do, where do you get your produce?
0: Just like Fred Meyer. Is
4: that a grocery store? Yeah,
0: yeah. But it's still like too much for me because I live alone.
4: You can't buy just like two apples at the grocery store? Oh. No,
1: it's not like it's not like the apples or the bananas. You can buy a single banana. You can buy a single Yeah, apple. it's What's like good?
0: I want like... I the,
1: buy like a bag of lettuce. Yeah. Uh, I, I want like a, a mini... Lettuce. I want
0: mini bags.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like you buy like the, the little mini bag, but then you... Run out and so then you buy the big bag thinking oh maybe I'll have enough and then end up half of it goes bad before you end up finishing it because here's the other thing too I don't know about you guys and I would love to hear your thoughts on this do you have food fatigue because even two years out I struggle with get I get sick I got ADHD I can't eat the same damn thing every day I will go crazy so like for example Rob you said you know you you prepped You know chili if it was a couple weeks ago now it's in your fridge that's what you're gonna live off of i'd be like i can do two meals two all we want two Mm -hmm. i can't touch it for the for the next month like i just can't
4: so so bex hear me out so you port you portion it out for the amounts that you have and you take out when you're ready like i'm still eating october chili i might only take it out one cup at a time in the portions yeah but like that kind of works uh Mm -hmm. one of the things too is when i have to cook for four people in my household I need a very diverse portfolio on my things because my wife and kids will murder me if we're eating the same meals today. Mm. So, you know, Jack's seen it when we're in men's support, but I I actually map out about three to four months of my meals in advance. And based on that, I kind of portion out so that my family only gets a recipe four times a year at best. So it's like, look, even if you don't like that meal for that meal, you never have to see it again for three and a half months so it's one of those that keeps it fresh it keeps it lively but again it comes down to if you intentionally you can build any program you want if you really intentionally plant it and you put your time money and effort to it so you know google calendars for free i get a lot of my recipes off of like seriously everyone's like how do you know how to meal prep for that i'm like Food Network, literally, you can Google right now and get 170 healthy weeknight dinners. And what we do is we literally do test kitchen. We break them down into one night is pork chop night, one night. I know some of you, if you're still listening to this, this is where you're going to glaze over.
0: I need your <laughs> math brain to actually put this all in a spreadsheet.
4: Right. It's no, you put it in Google Calendar Mm because I have no math brain. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't stress enough. I'm not intelligent. I'm just consistent and organized. And (laughs) I'm dead serious, though. Hear me out. When people think there's like some magic way that I'm doing everything, it's like, no, it's you put in your Google Calendar each recipe, you link the recipe into the calendar so then you can pull it up and the recipe's in there. And then it's one of those of, like, you just make it, and then, like, every Wednesday, I go through and I get, I look at the recipes for the next week, and I'm like, okay, I might need six bell peppers, but it's like, if they only sell in packs of five, then it means, all right, I might make bell peppers my vegetable snack at one point to use those extra bell peppers up. Everyone mm-hmm. hear me? Yeah. So, it's like, if you really get intentional with your time, money, and effort, you can really make anything work on any budget. Yeah. So,
3: it's the most impressive thing when you see this calendar. It's ridiculous. <laughs>
4: Do you, but, you guys you know, want to play the game?
3: I, I am the opposite. I like that consistency, and I can eat the same thing over and over again. So, like, I'm obsessed with this oatmeal right now that I would eat it twice a day if I could. Uh, and I, I've done it twice. But, um, you know, so... I am happy that I could do the same thing over and over again because I think, Bex, if I was more like you, it would be a harder thing to map out. But Rob's got the mapping down.
1: Right. All you got to do is follow what Rob does. And I'm sitting over here like at the beginning, I would get paralyzed, maybe mm. mealtime. And I would be paralyzed because I have, you know, leftovers from last five meals in the fridge and I don't want to touch any of them. They all sound disgusting. And then I'm sitting there paralyzed of what the fuck am I supposed to eat? I got to make something else. I have to cook again, you know, like more, something different, something new. And then there were times where I would literally like, and this is not, this is not good. So nobody do what I did, but like, I would go five or six hours without eating because I would be so food paralyzed that I, I wouldn't know what to eat until I was literally so hungry that I, I would give in and eat one of the things that I was so sick of,
2: you mm-hmm. know?
1: And I don't, I don't know if that is a leftover from, you know, from ADHD or binge eating disorder mm-hmm. as well, because I also had this, this like voice in my head that would say, I only get five bites. I need to make those five bites count. So those five bites need to be good. Those five bites need to taste good. They need to have all the protein I need. They need to like fit this fucking formula, you know, in my brain of like the foods that I needed to hit enough protein, enough this, enough that, enough fiber, you know, but also taste good and satisfy my brain because I was also and still am two years out struggling with binging disorder and bulimia and struggling very hard not to constantly overeat and seek stimulation from food and so I definitely would get that paralyzation and food fatigue and all those things and so if you if you don't like lean into that shit (laughs) like go with it I'm so jealous and proud of you for having
4: that yeah and I think it's one of those things Bex that you know when we talk about food fatigue uh most of my mantra that I just repeat it's freedom through discipline uh having it all ma- like taking an hour or two on a saturday and mapping out the next three months worth of sounds, meals for sounds
1: me awful. That sounds awful <laughs> i'll but, be yeah, real. But,
4: but for me it's also nice to know that like i'm not thinking about what are my meal like i really only need two hours four times a year and then i'm done yeah. so it's like really for two four eight hours a year like, I could probably map out a whole year if I sat down on a Saturday, if I really wanted to. And so, the,
1: paying you for this
4: service. Yeah, can we this, pay you for this? Yeah, not, you know, like, not just your personal training. Yeah, I, I, I do nutrition coaching and I help with all this stuff with my clients.
2: <laughs> so, so it's, it one of the,
4: <laughs> it, it's one of those things that, like, but again, like, you don't necessarily need me to hold your hand. It's really just get a Google Drive for free. Go through all the recipes, save them as PDFs, and put them in your Google Drive. And then literally, you're just applying a formula. So, like, for me, I know every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. For four years, it has not gotten tiresome in our house to have Taco Tuesday. So that's always, that's a blanket day. So now I really only have to plan six days. Thursday is always leftovers or burn the produce out. Which means, if there is leftover lettuce, that night is salad night that means whatever leftover protein chicken shrimp whatever protein is in the fridge that has been prepped and not used that's getting thrown onto a salad and done so that's two nights off we talk about things that we really like pizza friday pizza friday has never gone away no matter what size i am so now i really only have four more nights i gotta work sunday is i'm italian that's sunday gravy or steaks so that's that again but like it's process of elimination so really i only need to make one pork chop night because pork chops are, are super easy, relatively lean-ish protein to use. And there's 18 different ways you can make pork chops. So that's one night of the week. And then another night's a chicken night. And then there's a there's a beef night. So there you go. It's it's not really rocket science, it's just consistency and a little bit of preparation that can kind of give you that. And the beauty is like for my family, three out of four people gotta like the recipe. And if it's below three out of four, it doesn't get made again. But the beauty is Food Network, Men's Health, Women's Health, they have to put out recipes daily and weekly to get people to to pay attention to them. So you're going to get new recipes to add in. And if three out of the four like it and the fourth doesn't like, I get a pack of all the hot dogs in the fridge. And that's what you eat that night because I cooked (laughs) you a nutritious. Seriously, I cooked you a nutritious meal that will hit almost anyone's macros at 450 calories. So it's like, yeah, go have a hot dog. Yeah. That's the night you don't want to eat, have a hot dog, and it's not the worst thing in the world for you. Yeah. You guys are also realizing this is the level of nuttiness that I have every day, but it works well, I'm for
2: in, me. I'm super impressed that you're able to eat pizza night and pasta night. Uh, how are you doing that?
4: I'm, I'm intentional throughout my entire day. It's It's one of those things I get super worried because – if I had a nickel for every restrictive diet I did prior to bariatric surgery, I probably would have been able to afford an island where I would have had a personal chef cook my macros out. Seriously. Um, is it right? Like, so it's one of those things of, yeah, I still have Pizza Friday. I don't have two whole pizzas. I don't have, you know, every topping on the world on it, but I still have the pizza that I like from the restaurant I like. Uh, but it means that, like, throughout the rest of my day, I lean out my macros so that it fits my macros and when you take the approach of once it hits you you know if it fits your macros which is kind of how i preach and teach when people work with me it's more of like yeah you can have pizza for dinner but that might not mean that you're having a burger for lunch that day it might not also mean that like you're having like pancakes for breakfast although i do have pancakes and a burger almost daily if i want to at this level but it's finding the ways that you can work it and build it into your system that allows you to not feel so restricted for the rest of your life because ultimately you have to find a way to retool yourself
2: and your eating for life. So. I still have like 40 more pounds to lose and I'm kind of afraid of maintenance. Stage. It's
1: terrifying. Uh, I like best struggles it.
2: with it. And then just <laughs> listening to that, like, could I have pizza day or would I not be able to do it? Like, Mentally, you know what I mean? That'd be tough. I'm, I'm not ready for maintenance day. I'm glad that I have another six, eight months to lose that 40 pounds before I'm ready for maintenance. I think that'll be weird. That'll be hard.
1: Get up Rob when you hit maintenance.
2: He knows what to do. Yeah, he does.
4: I think hey. But but I think that's one of those things that you have to choose your hards, but you also have to find what works. You know, bariatric surgery for me was a life-changing surgery. So that's why I changed my life after surgery. I still eat almost everything I ate before, but the way I go about it is completely different. And it's one of those things that ultimately you're going to get past the point where your sleep does less and less of the work and you have to have built the healthy habits and behaviors now to help make sure that you can have longer lasting success. But maintenance really becomes its own game. And really, you know, I don't look at maintenance till you hit seven years, because up until the seven-year mark, you have more than a double-digit chance to, you know, regain your weight. back. And yeah. it takes till seven years before it reduces to less than 10%. So even at me at three years out, I have more left to go than I do, like, I'm still closer to starting than I am to the end of that seven-year mark. So for me, it's, you got to find things that work. Like, I'm going to eat pizza. I'm never going to eliminate pizza out of my diet. I had a double quarter pounder for lunch today because I was on the road. Like these things are going to happen and you need to be able to find a way to make it work so that you can be successful long time. And that's, that's part of the process. Yeah.
2: Hey Jack, so I know you and I haven't talked as much as we usually do. I've been like it's springtime and I do real estate and you do too, you know, it's getting busy, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. um, But how are you doing on your eating slowly? I oh, it's, it is, struggle, dude. It is the struggle. hardest,
3: hardest part of this, for sure. The hardest? The hardest, cannot, without a doubt. I heard people talk about it before, um, obviously, because, you know, we're both in the Benchy group with the Our Sleep Life podcast. We've talked to many people. I do a lot of stuff in Very Nation, like talking to different people and people mentioned it that and water and you know hydration but until you're there and you're doing it like the the slowing down and you know steph and Bex, you guys could comment on it i don't know if it's i always was a fast eater and like you know being busy at work life just like stuffing in whenever you can Um, I feel like shit the days that I eat way too fast. And I think we talked about this on the last episode, but I still have a full cue, which is I sneeze. And so I know I've screwed myself if I've had like three bites and I sneeze because I won't put more food in my mouth because it's just not going to feel good. Uh, But if I like this oatmeal that I'm obsessed with right now, If I eat slowly, I can eat the whole little half a cup of oatmeal, which is ridiculous that I'm still eating a half a cup, but that's the tool. And that's why we signed up for this. But if I eat too quickly because I'm on a call or I'm on Zoom and I'm like sneaking it in, I cannot eat the whole half a cup because it goes down too fast. I sneeze and I'm like, shit, I'm not going to, I have to eat it like a, a half hour later. Um, so yeah, that, that's definitely still the hardest part. Um, but, um, I just wanted to say about the piece that Rob was talking about and Jay-Z, we, we kind of talked, I think about this a few times, my nutritionist before actually having the surgery, she really changed my brain in understanding that everything is about portion. And so before I lost, 80 something pounds before my surgery and it literally I didn't restrict anything at that point um now after surgery I had to restrict because of the timeline and I can't wait to actually have pizza night again because red sauce still sucks for me that's Mm. just a, a thing for me right now but I'm pretty sure you some of you've seen I I post pizza Frequently, it's still a freaking chicken crust at the moment but it looks so um, good when, though. I, when I, it's so good it definitely is delicious but um you know I I don't want to get into that headspace of restricting because that's all I did and so that was one of the things that when my nutritionist she was just outright with me and that this is a actual lifestyle change it sunk into me for the first time after all these years of just, I thought chicken and broccoli was the only thing you could lose to be skinny. And that was this the worst meals I did for weeks at a time. And I was good at it, but I was never long-term successful. So that seven-year mark that Rob talks about a lot scares the shit out of me, especially at three months. But I've been working on that consistency piece and doing everything I can while my restriction is still so prevalent or there um that I I feel like I'm going to be prepared when it comes time to having more space um so that's that's my spiel
0: and even 17 months out from my first surgery but only three months from this one my restriction today was two bites but there's days where I can eat the whole damn sandwich, so it's different for everyone <laughs> yeah.
2: so with the uh, eating slow, I guess in my mind i'm I'm thinking, well, I measured out my food, I know how much I have this is my portion. Why does it matter how fast I eat it? right? It I does mean, though, right? you have those days or no i I don't know i just can't go over the logic of it like if this is all i can eat and i already know this is my portion like i can't i just am struggling with the slow eat but what you got rob
4: so i i think it's important to remember that especially at your guys point in your journey is the sleeves doing a lot of that work for you uh for me it's every sunday i post out a bariatric behavior goal And a lot of them, really, it comes down to you have to find ways to slow down your eating. And the reasons are you want to start readjusting your body to start feeling hunger cues again. But it's also one that, uh, if you allow it, that slowing down of the eating gives you a chance to get fullness again. So it's, for me, I still eat like a vacuum cleaner. Uh, But it's one of those things that by slowing down my meals, it will limit my intake of food uh, as you get further out. So, you know, it's just something you might want to consider is the important message. And I know I sound like a broken record is the more healthy habits and behaviors you learn early on, develop and continue to do, the more it's going to help you as you go further out and longer into your journey when I take each goal and I take that week and that's my focus for the week is to try to just do one of those things, it helps me slow down and realize when I'm hungry or full and that I can walk away from meals.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for sure.
4: Yeah, and it doesn't get easier. I'm not, uh, you know, it's something that you constantly have to work on, but that's kind of the marathon work of how many healthy habits and behaviors that you build are going to help you figure out your success as you go on.
1: Yeah. I definitely still struggle. You know, my biggest issue is letting myself get too hungry. So that's, you know, I know you guys are doing the same thing right now, especially at three months out, you're eating on a schedule. And I would say, don't stop. Because eating on a schedule keeps your blood sugar even and it stops you from getting, because like what happens to me is if I, if I don't pay attention or if my routine gets thrown off, that's the biggest part. If my routine gets thrown off, I will go far too many hours. Like yesterday, I had no idea. My blood sugar was crashing and I hadn't eaten in like five and a half hours. And I was like, what? And all of a sudden I was stuffing my face as fast as I could. And then of course that makes me feel nauseous and not good. So yeah, just consistency, eating on a schedule, all those things are gonna help long-term so that you don't eat too fast.
4: And one of those things for me is when I got really intentional of, this is almost like I have my days eating mapped out. And when I track in and when I teach when I work with people, is the better you get at tracking out, the better you can build that consistency and of knowing like, okay, if I know what I'm eating next, I'm a little hungrier early I can just eat that meal right then and that kind of adjusts for everything so I think we're all starting to get that look though that we're getting close to the end Steph do you want to <laughs> you want to come in
0: oh well thank well of course I know everyone has to hop off because life and sleep is important because I know half of you are on the uh, east coast but I do want to thank rob jack and jay-z bex for being here for talking about how it's going you know for fulfilling our brains with all of this knowledge and how we can be successful on our journeys and of course we will have you guys back uh, because there's way more to talk about than what can be talked about in an hour so oh
2: yeah i'm going to disneyland i'll let you guys know how that um can
0: you take me with you
2: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how that goes with the Disney stats.
0: I think we should just all go to Disneyland together sometime. <laughs> Anyways, yes, it was an honor. Thank you for joining. Um, we will definitely, you know, get together again very soon. Um, and I hope you all have a wonderful week.
4: Awesome. Yeah, thanks Thank so you much guys. for having me on. It was a blast. Everyone have a great oh. week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. fun, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining R2DP Road to Discovery podcast, Ending the Stigma of Weight Loss Surgery. Please join us next time for our next podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that follow button and that bell to receive notifications when we upload our next and leave us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you also if you're interested in supporting us you can become a patreon and we do have that link in our bios on our instagram and we will also share that with you it's just patreon.com r2dp there's some special perks in there that you might see um, there's different tier levels and each tier has its certain perks you will get a exclusive sticker if you sign up for the first tier you will also get to hear the podcast two days before everyone else and the perks go on from there so again thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time Bye,
2: R2D peers.